When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is January the 2nd, 2023. We're recording on Tuesday night, but you'll be hearing this Wednesday morning. Keep that in mind moving forward. I am joined, as I always am, 75 and 35% of the time. Oh! <laughs> Mr. Cold Peace and Mr. J. Head. How about you, fellas? How about you? I'll get it back. I'll I, I, I work I, back on it. <laughs> Cole's got his voice back. He was uh, he was MIA a week ago. Yes, yeah, he was. He was sick. Yeah. Right around Christmas, huh? Hey! <laughs> Beaches that way. <laughs> um, all right, well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, the, the the portal season yeah. visits begins the January third to the eighth, and I think there's some. Some exceptions to these New Year's Bowl game guys. I think they got five days after something. Jay Head will get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Before we do, though, man, I don't know if y'all been playing along prize picks with us, but I smoked them last night, big dog. Mm. I had a big old cigar and I smoked some <laughs> prize picks, man. <laughs> Prize picks first of all. Uh, if, if you haven't already, go download the app. Still plenty of time. They do all sports, um, even soccer. So all sports plus soccer. And uh, but uh, college football right now going on. You know, uh, SEC team got beat the other night. Sure did. It did happen. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Auburn. Mm. All right, uh, Prize Picks folks, go to Prize Picks, download the app. They've still got the uh, the, the 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 first hundred dollar deposit match, hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. If you use the promo code War Eagle All Caps, one word War Eagle All Caps, one word. Use that promo code. Deposit hundred bucks. They'll put another hundred bucks in there for you. Play with it. Um, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, man, you pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their projection. Uh, you can win up to 25 times your money, depending on your confidence. So I was very confident Jalen Milrow was not going to pass for more than his projection. I thought he was maybe hit a couple of deep plays to uh, Oka's, uh what's his name, Burton? Yeah. Because every time I've ever watched Jalen Milrow, he, he throws a long ball very well. But, yeah. man, other than that, it's uh, that's about all he's got. Uh, I, uh, so, anyways, nah, I, hit, I hit that. So, uh, go to Prize Picks, two six players uh, in Alabama and some other states. You have to play the combo squares. That's what I had to do. So, you have to pick two. So, it would be, you know, Jalen Milrow and McCarty are going to, you know, go more or less than what the projection are. A lot of fun, dude. Uh, easy to win, too, if you're uh, – if you can flip a coin real well, <laughs> which I do sometimes. 50% of the time, dude, I flip a coin like hell. Uh, anyways, go to Prize Picks, download that app. Use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word, and they will give you as much as you put in, up to a hundred bucks. Appreciate Prize Picks playing. Y'all go check out. They're going to have the college football, football final, Michigan 
versus Washington. Uh, speaking of which, we weren't prepared for this, but that game is January the 8th, same night as we're going to return the call-in show, which we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. We do not care. As a matter of fact, I don't think it will start. At, our, our show will start at 6.30, the call-in show, on, uh, on Monday night, January the 8th. The game kicks off at what time? Anybody know? Probably about 7.30. And, and, Too and late. how nice would it be to hit that mute button on that on that broadcast and just listen to the show? There you go. Why yeah. not, right? Be nice. up, split screen, big dog. As you should. i tell you what. I was very impressed with old Penix. Listen, uh, that offense, when it's humming, when it's humming, is is elite. I mean, you, I think other people have said this, but it's shades of Joe Burrow with that LSU 2019 offense. Now, they're not as consistent uh, because that offense was just automatic. But this offense, when it's when it's good, it's really good, man. Now, I don't know. I think Michigan's going to control a lot of scrimmage in that game, to be honest. And so that's going to be a really tough matchup for Washington. But I will say this, in three out of the last four games, Washington has been picked as an underdog, and they've won all three. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Here's my thing. Head-to-head, man, I, I would be afraid to pick against Washington. Like, and, and listen, I think Michigan's better than they were they played against Alabama. That, that's probably the – I don't know if it's the worst game I've seen Michigan play. I've probably watched Michigan three times this whole year. But – Man, what I saw from Washington, if they're playing like that against Michigan, it's going to be very tough for Michigan to keep up with them. I agree, but I tend to fall back on this, and Cole, I want you to jump in. When you have a month to game plan for somebody, you find a way for schematic advantages, you know what I mean, to kind of built in that you can take advantage of. When you go another week and you're coming off a game like that and you weren't able to game plan in the same way, I tend to default back on who's got the better talent base. Okay. Michigan per player is a more talented team top to bottom. And so I'm going to default back to them. And I do think line of scrimmage is going to be the end-all, be-all in this game. And I think Michigan is going to control it on both sides. Cole, what do you think? Well, Washington has one of those offenses right now. That's kind of like the 2019 LSU with Joe Burrow and all that going on. You just can't stop them. And I don't think Michigan's going to stop them either. But uh, their offense showed me a little something, too, uh, against Alabama because Alabama's defense is no slouch. So – I mean, I would probably go with Michigan. I just think they're a well-rounded team. I, I don't know how good Washington's defense is. That might be the question, but it it's close. Those here's the thing. I, I don't think that I don't think that the the playoff committee got it wrong by any means. I think they got the four best teams. I just don't like the four team playoff. I think that all these other teams like Georgia should have gotten a chance too. That's the format I like. So, but they got the four best teams. I mean, those were evenly matched games. Oh, very much so. Uh, Zach in the back says um, the Natty starts at 6.30 p.m. Central time, so 7.30 Eastern time, Well, which is the same time as our show. Again, dude, how nice will it be to hit that mute button on that broadcast and just listen to the show? It's going to be a fun show because this is one. Since our last show, we have had a lot of news to report. We've had a blowout, massacre, embarrassment of a bowl game to watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, news out of the transfer portal has not been positive for Auburn since it opened. So uh, a lot of uh, downward trends 
far as Auburn recruiting, we'll start with the with, with my note because it's fresh on my mind. AJ Harris, the former five star defensive back from Phoenix City Central High School, um, entered the transfer portal the final day before it, uh, clo- uh, before the dead period. I'm sorry, before the dead period in December. Visited Auburn the next day. Had uh, was telling people behind the scenes he was coming to Auburn and it was you know he just wanted to come uh, visit and he was planning on a commit- committing. That didn't happen. And then, it, you know, a week went by and we'd heard some uh, some misunderstandings, some miscommunication between the two parties, Auburn and, and the Harris party, that uh, about position. And it was very odd because we had heard that he was leaving Georgia because they wanted him to play safety. Yes. He wanted to play corner. Yes. And then Auburn wanted him to play corner, but he wanted to play safety or the nickel. And I don't know if that was the end-all, be-all. I do think uh, there might have been some NIL. (sighs) AJ and his father, (laughs) think very highly of AJ. And and maybe they should. I don't know. Sure. Sure, you're talking about a former five-star player. Sure. Uh, maybe they should be. I mean, if somebody will pay it, great. Um, I, and I don't know that that's the reason, so don't quote me on that. I'm just saying there were some things. That, and I also think that A.J., I don't know if he has history with Charles Kelly, who Hoganson, Justin Hokinson has reported will be coming in as a DB coach at Auburn. Yes. Um, but I, I, I have heard this was kind of what led me to put in the pick that, hey, he's not coming to Auburn anymore. But he's not very fond of Charles Kelly. So there was a there was there was some buzz about the position. There was some buzz about NIL, not you know his his demand or his request being a little steep. And then the Charles Kelly hire, apparently, he was telling some people behind the scenes he wasn't very fond of Charles Kelly, and that was kind of like the straw that broke broke the camel's back. So after that, uh, AJ Harris, I think somebody said he's visiting Penn State. I think Tennessee was another school mentioned with him. Syracuse, obviously. Yeah, with Fran Brown up there. Is that a, Fran Brown? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, A.J. Harris, move along. Um, and then, now, the exciting part of the transfer portal that we saw today, uh, on Tuesday, was Caden uh, Salter, the yeah. quarterback from Liberty University, former player under Hugh Freeze. Is that correct? That's correct. And Ken yeah. Alston? Enter the transfer portal, Justin Hokuson, who who's been all over the quarterback recruiting for Auburn for Auburn Live, and he should be. Um, he's got a lot more intel and knowledge on this than we do. Uh, but he posted that there was uh, obviously some interest there with Auburn. Caden Salter would be an ideal fit, you would think. And uh, Jay Head, you you you've got some intel on. Give us what you know on on Caden Salter and maybe some other quarterbacks, and, and whether or not Auburn. So, you know, Hugh Freeze started this thing out by saying, listen, we're good. We're good. Right. And, and, and everybody was like, okay, maybe maybe so. Maybe bring in all this talent, and maybe, maybe we'll be okay with Peyton Thorne. And then Maryland game happens, and you're going, not happening, big dog. More of the same, right? Like More it, of 13 games, and you, you don't feel any better. Most people don't feel any better, including myself about Peyton Thorne. I tend to agree. Uh, Look, I like Peyton Thorne. 
I think the kid's a good leader. I think he's good in the locker room. The unfortunate part of it is, is short of the Arkansas game and the Vanderbilt game this past year, on the road, Peyton Thorne was just not an effective quarterback this year. Was that scheme? Was that were that were there players around him? Were there things inefficiencies within his own game? I don't know entirely what caused it, but I knew though that I do know that the the performance just wasn't there. It just wasn't for for whatever the reason. And so if you're Hugh Freeze and you're looking at this, can I really put all my eggs in the Peyton Thorn basket moving into next year, or do I need to go out and get another portal quarterback that can compete with him? Because to me, the concern is more the room than it is just Peyton Thorne. If you watched what the backups did in that game, and I want to get to the superlatives here, but I wasn't totally inspired by what Holden Gurner did. I thought he left a lot on the field there. And if that's your primary backup, that doesn't give you a lot of confidence. Hank Brown, on the other hand, came in, and I thought that he was very scrappy. I thought his ball, ball placement and accuracy were good. Um, Cole was right. He wasn't facing a defense that was necessarily playing the same way they were in the first and second quarter and with maybe even the same personnel. But I do think he was doing it in live game action, and he was the most accurate quarterback. Uh, seemed to get it out on time and see the field better than anybody else that we had. And his touch on the deep ball was absolutely the best I've seen all year. Mm. It was. One thing I noticed about Henry, and, and this was one of my – I listened I know you guys. I, I don't know the game like y'all do, the, the, the X's and O's, but I saw Henry throw a receiver open. Yeah. It was a slant, and this guy's all over his back, but Henry put it right where only the Auburn player could get it. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a slot guy. Jay Fair. Partner Fair. Jay Fair. And I'm going, he threw him open. That's something I haven't seen Peyton Thorne do. And if he has, I probably didn't notice it. I'll I, I, I cut that game off going, I see what they like about Henry. Yeah, I completely agree, Jay Lee. I think you saw a lot of tools there. And at a minimum, you know you're going to have, and Hugh Freeze said it by himself, you're going to have an open competition rolling into fall camp. So whether you had a transfer portal quarterback or not, I don't think Peyton Thorne should be seen as the as the starter right now. I think you should look at the room as an entirety and make a determination come out of spring on what you're going to do. But – if I'm Hugh Freeze, I can't speak for him, but if I'm Hugh Freeze, I've got to have another option. I'm not saying that Peyton Thorne can't be the guy, but I think I've got to have somebody else in that room as well because if something happens to Peyton, I don't know what you have in that room right now that you feel 100% good about getting you a split in the SEC next year. And if Peyton Thorne's going to continue to play, to play the way he did on the road this year, that's not good enough for year two for Auburn. Uh, that's not good enough for you in year two for Hugh Freeze to continue the momentum he needs on the recruiting trail. We've talked about this. You have to show proof of concept on the field in year two to be able to sustain positivity on the recruiting trail. You've got to be able to show something to your recruits of how they're going to be featured and used. And in that Maryland game, you can't do that, right? You can't point to that and say, hey, this is how we're going to use you. This is the personnel that we have. So let's get into Caden and Salter. Former quarterback, University of Tennessee, was highly recruited and regarded out of the state of Texas. I believe he came out of Cedar Hill, I think is the high school he played at, which is one of the larger classifications there, I think 4A in the state of Texas, but put up all kinds of yards and stats. Very live arm, 
transferred from Tennessee after a semester, landed with Hugh Freeze and Ken Austin at Liberty, redshirted for a season, and then was a starter in about four or five games, unfortunately got injured at some point during the season. But in my opinion, during that year that Hugh Freeze was calling plays at Liberty, he was the best quarterback for that system. Now, they got by with some other guys, but he's the one when they really had it humming. He looked, he was the best quarterback they had on that roster. You saw that carry over this year underneath Jamie Chadwell. I think he threw for over 2,700 yards, rushed for another thousand, had his completion percentage of over 61%. And to give you a comp on what I see when I see him, I see a little bit more polished Nick Marshall. That's what you see when you watch his highlights. Okay. Uh, he's not the biggest kid. He's wiry, but good strength. Great instincts running the football, better accuracy on the deep ball than you think that he would have, and some real arm talent. So he's a guy, if you're Hugh Freeze, or if I were Hugh Freeze and I have the relationship with him that I know that he has, I would be very tempted to see what his interest was in coming to Auburn, getting on a bigger stage, weapons that I can put around you and these receivers that I'm bringing in, in addition to what I could probably add in the transfer portal if I have a quarterback of your stature on my roster. Uh, I would also keep an eye on Jordan Maeva from UNLV. We can talk about him more in depth if you'd like. But, Cole, what have you seen from Caden Salter, and what do you like? Uh, you know, if I was trying to come up with a comparison for him, uh, he, he honestly reminds me a lot of Malik Willis and what he did at Liberty yeah. and the way that he went about being a quarterback, but more of a runner. Caden uh, Salter is, is a runner. He is, he's not, he's not a pocket guy. And I think, I think that's good. I think that's good for what you're trying to do at Auburn. Obviously they tried to make Peyton Thorne that guy and he did well with some of that, if we're being honest. Yeah. Some of the running stuff he did pretty well with. Um, but Caden Salter's more, he's more of a runner. He, he can make it happen. He can make guys miss. He can do all of this. And uh, I think he's he's a guy that can improvise and he can do things on the run, get out of the pocket, extend plays, and he doesn't freak out. Uh, I like that about him. He's got a lot of confidence. So I don't again I don't see Caden Salter as a world beater. And I use that term like Michael Penix is a world beater in my opinion. That's a guy who can go out there and win you a football game on his arm. I don't think Caden Salter is that guy. I think he's very good though. I think he can be a, a very effective. Um. And, you know, just to add with Peyton Thorne, what we were talking about and why maybe he wouldn't work for what's going on right now, I think we've talked about Hugh Freeze getting a pass this season because it's year one. You inherited a mess. Yeah. I think Peyton Thorne inherited a mess, too, as a starting quarterback at Auburn. I think there's a mess around him that's got to be fixed in order for any quarterback to really have any success in that system. But at the same time, it was a little bit of a litmus test, and they're going, all right, you're going to have to show me something this year that makes me feel good about you going into a, a better offensive system next year. And I just don't know if he did. And that's right. where we're at right now. So, Caden Salter is a guy that can. I think he's shown you enough where you're like, yeah, he, he's he's a lot more of a playmaker. He Well, and at a minimum, he raises the floor of that quarterback You've got two guys that have game snaps, meaningful game reps and game snaps, guys that have been successful, uh, whether that's been at Auburn or not. But 
I mean, that, that makes for a heck of a competition going into spring. If, if now here's the thing. I think the window's closing for Auburn here. I think it closes on January the 4th. So if Peyton, uh, Peyton Thorne were going to jump into the portal, I think he'd have to do it by January 4th, I believe. I think that's his portal date. Five days after the bowl game? Yes. And, and I don't get the sense that that's coming by any means. So if you add Caden Salter to the roster, it would be a competition in the spring before anybody would exit out of that room. And at that point, I think you would probably have enough information to know which way you wanted to go anyway, right? I think Caden Salter not only raises the floor, I think he raises the ceiling, man. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, he raises the floor. Right. He raises the ceiling. I think, I think, and again, I watched him against, uh, who the hell did they play? Tennessee? No, the bowl uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, now, now he's got to do something about the helmet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, big dog. I just can't look at that. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, I think we all agree. I think we all agreed two or three weeks ago that Hugh Freeze was true to his word. He was not going shopping for a quarterback. He was not in the market for a transfer quarterback. And I think, as Justin said, after that bowl game, it was like, I need more. I, I need, I need options because I cannot be pigeonholed into one player that only has those that level of meaningful game reps. And look, it, for anybody that is going to criticize that move. And I don't think there are many, but for those that think that Peyton Thorne might not be getting, you know, a just uh, his just due or, or or a fair shake, Lane Kiffin last year said, "Hey man, my quarterback's performance was not where I needed it to be," and he brought in not one, not two, but three quarterbacks in the off season. Okay, and you know what? I think I said this early in December, but I was like, I even said this. I remember saying. I don't think he's dumb enough to bring in a quarterback before. Do you remember this? Yeah, before the we before we get to the window. Yeah, like you, you can't run Peyton Thorne off and be left with you know whatever's left and not get not get somebody. That was my biggest thing. Um, but I, I I'm to the point now, and I'm reading tea leaves here. When Caden Salter loses to Oregon in the bowl game and turns around the next day, I and mean, this guy's been planning to enter. Yeah. All right. This is not a decision he made overnight after the bowl game. Correct. And um, I would not be surprised to see him in Auburn this week. Now I have no intel on that. Sure. But if the if the if the visit portal window closes on January the eighth, and I think that's the last day, Caden Salter. I don't think he has any more days than that either. His bowl game was over on the first. That's correct. So, so the so the eighth is the last day he could take visits. I would be surprised if Caden Salter, whether we know it or not, does not visit Auburn. So I think he can take visits up until Auburn starts school. I believe, like I think they can do visits, but he had to get into the portal before the six or whatever it was. Are you sure about that? I don't. I may be talking out of my ass, Jeffrey. Like let's let's be honest. I think, here. I, I, I think it's a portal window. There's going to be another one, and this, this, this is a dead period. January first through the eleventh is a dead period, except for the third through the eighth, yeah, which is for portals for mid-year. 
through Sunday at 11.59 once again. So they're, they're right. just giving you a week. To, oh, they're not, half they're, a week. they're not giving you Monday. Yeah. Monday at Monday at midnight. Monday at midnight. Okay. Yeah. So you may be right on that. They may not have another open period. And the twelfth does open. The twelfth that Friday opens okay. back up. So okay. yes, he could be. But he could be in. That okay. Week. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So just for the first in. eleven days. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, let's see. Wednesday tomorrow, which is today for you folks listening. Uh, Wednesday through Monday, guys can take visits, and then and then. Uh, it opens back up on Friday. Yes. And Auburn doesn't start school, I think, until the 15th or 17th or? I think the 17th is the last day to enroll. Okay. I think they start classes on the 15th. The 17th is the last day to enroll. Maybe the 21st. I, and I'm not exactly sure. I need to take a look at that. And I'll have that cleaned up before the next podcast, guys. So we'll have some timelines marched out. Toes to the ledge, yay or nay, Auburn brings in a transfer quarterback. For the spring, yay, yes. yay, yeah. It, I, yeah. I think they get somebody. Who and you've lost Robbie. Let's don't forget that. So you've right. got a, you, you you've got a spot. You're bringing in Walker White, but you were gonna ha- you're gonna have him anyways. Um, and, and another loss was Brian Batie. Forgot to mention him. Yes. So is Auburn in market for a running back? Whether it be a now, listen. Here's another thing. Don't forget about Cole Gamble. I don't know if y'all know much about Cole Gamble. Cole Gamble is a fantastic little running back. From Mountain Brook, Auburn's offering him PWO. He's coming to PWO. Um, let me make sure I'm getting that name right. Yeah, it is. Cole Gamble. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going to come in for a visit in January, but right now the PWO is what he has. But I'm I'm curious. I don't think Auburn goes for a transfer portal quarterback. But is there uh, Cole? You actually posted about a high school kid, did you not? Yeah, uh, I don't know how much there is to that. I think Auburn's. He told me preliminary talks, which means coaches haven't reached out. It's just, you know, he's gotten contacted by somebody at Auburn, and um, they're they're monitoring him, I guess. And he's got some pretty good offers. That kid is a 2024 guy that didn't sign anywhere. I think they're just looking at options, see what's out there. Smart. Turn over some rocks, see what they see out there. Who does somebody have some tape that splashes and they're thinking, okay, well we we've, we've got something here. You see those kind of guys every February because now everybody goes back and looks at their board and says, okay, who's available? Who didn't sign? And then let's look at the cutups and see is there anybody that we like? That's how we found Jarquez Hunter. If we're being That's right, damn right, sure did. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So damn, he was a late guy, sure was. Right. So there there are late guys that hit sometimes, late guys that flash, but. Push come to shove, I don't know that we'll sign anybody. I think they may roll with four and yeah. spot elsewhere this year and then try to take two next year. Are you including Sean Jackson? Yes, I am. So there's your four. Yeah. I, I think Sean is a scholarship player at this point. I completely agree. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> I, I don't feel bad if he's must, if, if things go completely wrong. I mean, you've got Jarquez. You've got Damari. You've got Jeremiah Cobb. and I mean, worst case scenario, you get down to Sean Jackson, he's still yeah. a very good back. I agree. I mean, he's he's a scholarship power five level type player. So you've got four, you've got four good guys there, um, and, and Batie was good, by the way, and, and he found himself being the odd man out with the whole thing. So it's almost like maybe that's an even better number for what you're trying to do right now. Sure, yeah, I completely agree. We'll see more Jeremiah Cobb. And I can't blame Brian Batie. Look, when no. you when you realize that you're going to be a senior next year, you just got passed by the by a stud freshman. 
and you're really just going to be featured as a return man. This is a kid that thinks he can play in the NFL, right or wrong. This is a kid that thinks he can play in the league. And he's a kid that's been successful at a lower level. I mean, he rushed for over 1,000 yards at South Florida. Yep. So, you know, it, good for the young man for making the decision that was right for him, and I, I wish him all the best. He's a good kid, too. Very yep. good kid. Very good kid. Uh, okay, so let's get to questions. I'm, I'm sure w- w- the great thing about questions from the corner is things that we're forgetting to talk about. They're like, hey, don't forget this. Um, so is that cool? Does anybody else have anything that we've – if we get through the questions and we can think of anything else to talk about, we will. Sure. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, question number one from Dust. <laughs> not Dawn. Are we not currently valuing NIL for difference makers in the portal? That's a fair question. Are we not correctly valuing NIL? So is Auburn not going to spend a lot of money for the big dogs? It surely, right. it surely does not seem like it. Let's just start there. Okay? It doesn't seem like they're going to go and throw a million or whatever, you know, these big-time guys are wanting. doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Uh I don't want to speculate on if that's the right move or not. I mean, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss believe it is. And Auburn believed that the money was, the resources were meant to be put on the high school class. So it, it comes down to dust. Do you agree with that or not? I, I think that's what we're looking at. Can't you do know. both, can you? I think you can. But you, I don't think you can shop for the majority of what Auburn's got to shop for and do that. I think – look at Georgia and look at Alabama. Georgia picked up premium players last year, but they only signed like five of them, right? So when you're spreading it over five players, I think you can pay up a little bit more than if you're spreading it over 10 to 12 players, which is more along the lines of what we're looking at at this point and maybe even more than that. Um, Justin Rogers still has a decision to make about entering the NFL draft. You just have Brian Batigo. So there's another open scholarship. Uh, and, and look, guys, we're, I think the fourth is the day. So there still could be more entrance into the transfer portal between now and, and, and then. I mean, we're recording this the night of the second right now. So who knows? There could be another two, three guys. And now you got to go find more spots. So when you're looking for that, that large of a number, I don't know. I My gut feel says Auburn's going to pay up on a premium player, but they're not going to pay up on a guy that they think is just mid, right? They're going to practice some restraint. They're going to put the value they think that they need to put on them. And if they don't, if they don't meet their numbers, then they're going to move on to somebody else that they think has a similar skill set. And I think you've already seen that in a couple of different recruitments. I'm not saying that by any means. Look, the kid from Georgia, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name right now, goes by Pop. But um, what's his uh, his actual name? This is fantastic. Talking about, part. talking about the linebacker from South Carolina? Yes. I think. Pup. No, no, no. Pup. Pup Howard? Is that who you're talking no, about? No, no. J- Jamon Dumas Johnson. He, oh, his okay, name yeah. oh. Look, I think they put a value on him. Yeah. I think they put a value on it, and Kentucky far exceeded that value, and they saw a similar player in the linebacker from Duke and decided, you know what, this is a better this is a better value for our dollar. And right or wrong, that's the evaluation they had on it. Is it possible, Jay Head, that 
you know, Ole Miss didn't need a quarterback. They knew Jackson Dart was going to come back, and that's huge for them when it comes to recruiting because quarterbacks cost a lot of money. Sure. Uh, is it possible that Auburn said, let's make sure that we have money for a quarterback if we need one? Because they didn't know how the bowl game was going to go. Obviously, that game held a lot of merit in the way they think about getting a quarterback. So maybe they held on to some money for that. I don't know. I think that could be part of it. I also think they think this Porter class is deeper than some other people do as well. I think they believe that they can fill their needs with other players and they're not locked into one or two. And I know that our board is going to say that I'm spinning this or that I'm a homer or so on and so forth. I get it, guys. Like I, I, I'll, I know all of you are frustrated and you want to see Auburn start to land guys and for us not to sit, to sit up here and pontificate about why they didn't. But I would tell you that the people that I've spoken to think this is a deep transfer portal, that there are a lot of players out there, and that they think they're still going to be able to fill their needs. But they're not going to overspend to do it. They're going to put a fair market deal on what they think is, you know, correct for that player. And they're going to practice restraint. And they're going to look at it just like the NFL, right? Everybody's got a salary cap. And you got to figure out where you want to place your money. Do you want to place it in the draft? Uh, in what's probably a growth and development year, or do you want to have an all-in year, which is what Ole Miss is having this year, where you've got already some pieces in place, and you decided, you know what, I'm going all-in in the transfer portal for everything else that I don't have. And I don't think Auburn's there just yet. But that's just, you know, that's my assessment, and I could be completely off base. Stay mad. How many players do you all see Auburn being able to get from this narrow portal window? How many players, how many additions? Let's say you've already got three. You've got Robert Lewis, the wide receiver. you got mm-hmm. Dorian Mausi. you got uh, defensive lineman, Gage Keys, and yes. Sam Jackson. forgot about Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, so you got four, so you know you're going to take a tight end. Yes. Well, you got to have another defensive lineman. Yeah, we anticipate you're going to take a tight end. You definitely need – I think you need two more defensive linemen. I'm going to be honest I with you. I agree. I agree. Two to so three. We'll, we'll stay minimum. So that's three. Defensive back, I think they want three. One to two offensive linemen. So that's six, seven, eight. Yep. And a quarterback. That's, that's the that's the reason. Hey, what's his lines up? That, well, actually, that, go ahead, Cole. That, that, that is the reason. And look. You know, it is what it is. People are frustrated right now, and I don't blame you, really. I mean, because you're sitting here and you're counting all these things, and keep and days keep going by, and you're like, okay, there was a target that went that went somewhere else. There was a target that went somewhere else. That's that's hard to watch. You know, it's hard to watch, and because because you don't know. I mean, we don't know exactly what they're they're planning to do. We don't know exactly how they're going about it. We're trying to give you names the best we can when we have them and, and when we think we have them. We're going to learn a lot on this window that's coming up Wednesday through Monday. And also, also keep in mind that these coaches know through back channels people that aren't in yet. Like, if you don't think yeah. Hugh Freeze and Kent Austin knew that uh, Caden Salter was going in the transfer portal, you're wrong. Hey, Alabama just finished their season. You don't think they're going to have six, eight, maybe even ten guys enter the pool and maybe a couple of guys Auburn's already kind of keeping an eye on to see because they've heard, thanks, Big Dog, that they might be? Sure. So yeah. do you, want to, you, want to, you want to fill up with, sorry, Gage, but do you want to fill up the defensive line spots with Gage Keys and then have 
you know, a couple of five-star guys enter from Georgia or a couple of five-star, former five-stars from Alabama enter the portal and you're going, ah, you know what, we're full. Sorry, big dog. We didn't know you were going in. No, that and look, that, that speaks to the depth of, of, I think, they think of what's going to be available in the portal. I, I think there is a fundamental belief that there is plenty there for them to go out and get, and I know that the fan base is frustrated. Let me say this, too, about some of these early commitments. Watch this, okay? And I'm not just talking about with Auburn, but a lot of these guys that are committed, they're going to be visiting other places. You can bank yeah. on it's going to be a, a, a national situation where you're going to see guys that got early commitments and all of a sudden they're going to pop up someplace else and they're going to flip because they, the difference between transfers and high school kids, when a high school kid's signed an LOI, they're done. They, they can't do anything until the end of the transfer portal. Transfer portal prospects don't sign LOIs. They sign grand aids and that is not binding to them until right. they enroll in their own campus. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, Ben yeah. Scott. Yeah. Ben Scott. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, he yeah. signed. He, he signed before he left. All right, cool. He did. He signed some papers. Yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> but it's not until they show up to class, right? Correct. It's not yeah. until they show up to class. It's everything well, legitimate. Auburn, so, Auburn flipped a guy last year. Uh, Avery Jones. Avery Jones from Illinois. Yeah. You're right. Brett Bielema cried about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking to his boosters. About how unfair the SEC was. So as of right now, Auburn's got four. We're thinking maybe eight to ten more. Which is, I think I think we had it around twelve, ten to twelve. Yeah, that was that was my number. I thought we would lose twelve at ten to twelve, and we would gain ten to twelve from yeah. the transfer portal. That's kind of what I thought. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I may have even put it at 8 to 10, but that number's grown since then. Sure. It's definitely more than 8 to 10. I will say this, too. With your high school class coming in, a lot of people look at that and, and go, you know, those guys aren't ready to play when they get there. But, you know, if you're going to recruit that well in high school and you're going to land a guy maybe like a Morris Williams there at the end, you probably promised a little bit of playing time, if I had to guess. Said, look, you're coming into play. I think you're going to see a lot of freshmen, too. And they're just going to roll with it and say, look, I hope so. this is the future. I know you're not ready yet, but it's time to throw you in the fire. That's you'll be ready next year, right? That's what I meant when I said this is a growth and development year for Auburn. It does not mean we can't be better. Like I think you are going to show a, a win percentage improvement, but an all-in year to me means dude, you're throwing money at it and you're getting guys that are ready to play right away. A growth and development year to me means you're investing in that young talent to get to an all-in year. Yeah. Like 
Alabama and Georgia at this point have accrued so much talent. They can have an all-in year every year, right? Like they can go to the portal and get five guys and say, hey, man, we're ready to roll. Auburn's not there yet. You got to get some of these pups to the, you know, I mean, <laughs> to the drinking bowl and let them beef up a little bit and get some exposure and, and really develop. And it's just, you know what I mean, we're, we're kind of in that mode right now where I think you can get seven, eight wins next year, but it's going to be doing it the traditional way and not necessarily in a way that Ole Miss is doing it. Good stuff. Stay mad. Denny1034 wants to know, scale of 1 to 10, how worried are each of you about where the roster is as we approach the all-season, Cole? Yeah, I'm, I'm at a six. I'm a little okay. bit worried, um, but I'm not overly worried. Now, you asked me that question before Auburn gets the 20 guys that got in the portal last year, and I go nine. Yeah. So you actually. go from for for me at least, you go from nine to six. Then this ha- that's how a build should happen. Sure. You're not going to get to a one on this scale in year two. It's just not going to happen. But a two or six, that's where I'm at right now, where it's which is concern, but I see I see good things that have happened on the roster. Yeah. There's a couple of positions right now that I'd probably still be at a nine at. Secondary and defensive line yeah. come to mind. Yeah. And those are your biggest portal needs on de- on defense. I think so. I mean, I, we'll we'll see what happens at linebacker, but I think so. I One to ten, Jay Head. Five. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the halfway point. And I'm probably giving some cushion because I think this staff is going to be able to go into the portal and fill some needs. I don't know that they're going to get everything out of this window. They may have to get some needs. Field coming out of the spring window, just like we did last year. But I think predominantly they're going to try to take as much as they can early. And we'll see. I mean, I think this next week is big for Auburn, right? Like who they get on campus, who they can close in the next week is going to be absolutely big. And then you'll have another window, like you said, starting on the 11th, where you'll get more guys on and, and how quickly can you close them. Because some of these positions you got to absolutely close. I think one defensive lineman, one offensive lineman, a quarterback, and at least two DBs, you've got to close. You can't roll into the spring having needing that much. Yep. Um, I, I'm at a six. I'm with Cole. Hell, I mean, five and a half, whatever, just to split the difference. But I'll tell you what, I love the top half of last year's class. Love it. Yeah. I love yeah, the top 75% of this year's class. I love it. The roster going into next year, man, I, I see it. Yeah, I, I do. I do too. So, so as far as the overall roster, I'm not really concerned about it. But now, if you're talking about the roster for next season and 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 equaling or, or resulting in you know nine ten wins, uh, I don't see that. Not yet. No. But no, the no, overall no. roster. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely transitioning. Love it. Love the love the top half of last year. Love the top heavy half of this year. Um, I think it's fantastic. Get, get a couple of key pieces in the portal for if you want to choose up for this next year. And I think Hugh Freeze has learned, listen, this first year I went all in on recruiting. He said it many a times. And, and Auburn, fan, Auburn fans understandably have gotten pretty annoyed with that. Yeah, sick of it at this yeah, point. Sick of it. All right? That ain't going to happen again. You won't hear him say that next year. Guaranteed you will never hear Hugh Freeze again say, ah, didn't have really time to game plan. I was recruiting. Even if he is, hey, uh, PR guy, don't ever let him say that again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's the SID? Kirk. Kirk. 
Yeah. Don't, 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 don't ever say that again. Yeah. That's called saying the quiet part out loud. Right. <laughs> right. It was almost, it was it was his excuse for looking terrible. It was it was his excuse for embarrassing well, Auburn fans. Listen, um, whenever things don't go right and any anything you say is going to be seen as an excuse. Sure. Anything. Unless you just go, eh. I don't so know me, what to say. Yeah, it, I mean, look, the only thing you can say that people are going to respond to is, hey, guys, it's on me. Right. 100%. We should have looked better. It's on me. And, and that's really all you can say in that situation, as little as is humanly possible. That's why Gus was perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rackham yeah, Willie wants to know, uh, latest on Alvin Henderson, the four-star 2025 running back, and Jalen Perlotti, the 2025 four-star linebacker who is committed to Georgia, I believe still. God bless. Um, the latest on both. I think Alvin was said today he's going to Bama on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, right? I think it's Georgia. Oh, was it Georgia? I was going to say, he, he, he probably not welcome in Tuscaloosa. He was talking so much junk about the Tide. <laughs> yeah. After the Iron Bowl? Lord have mercy. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I, I rack them. I'm gonna tell you, both of these kids, man. Listen, th- there was a point where Cole was like code red on Pilate. Well, we, I mean, you know, like telling me that, like, hey, this is gonna yeah. happen, and, and I was like, yeah, I'm hearing the same, and uh, it was after Big Cat, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and then again, it was after Big Cat because. It was the big cat one was because of all the progress made with KJ Bolden, KJ, which was his teammate, and he said, you know, if, wherever he goes, I'm going. He made that comment, right? And, and then he he goes to all these games at the end of the year, and you're like, every single time he leaves, he says all these things, and then we hear, oh, I mean, we're you know we're kind of on alert, it, something could happen here. That's just how it was playing out. And then you've been kind of quiet on, on Perlotti lately. Alvin Henderson, I think we've gotten in front of this several times and said, look, um, this one could be a roller coaster, but we like Auburn in the end, kind of like with Cam Coleman. I don't I don't know if it's going to be that way, but I'm not changing my pick on that one. I just don't, I, you know, I Man. don't see a reason to change it. Uh, I Jay is not sold on Auburn. I, I will say this. I, I am for now. I, and, and I thought it was going to already happen. And I think Auburn thought it was going to already have happened. I want to see uh, – I, if my, my opinion, as long as Cadillac Williams is here, right. as long as he wants him, right? some other five-star guy from Georgia doesn't pop up and say, hey, I want in. As long as Cadillac Williams is here, as long as he wants uh, Alvin Henderson, which there's no reason to believe he doesn't, it would be hard for me to change my pick. And I'm like, Cole, he, he might commit to Penn State, but Hollaback next December 19th. Yeah, I, I'm going to go on record on this one. Don't don't sleep on Florida State here. That, okay. that, that, that's my take. Okay. Don't sleep on Florida State. Uh, there you go. Alvin Henderson visiting Georgia. Jay Hitt says no more so with Florida State. Yes. And, and Cole, as far as Pilate, remember you just said it. He said, I'm going where KJ goes. Where did KJ sign? Yeah, George Georgia. Um, Josh Skerbert. Uh with the Bama wide receiver coach leaving, yes, saw something about that today. He go A and M. Yes, yeah. he went to Texas A and M. Flip percentages for Ryan Williams. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm watching the transfer portal quarterback recruiting. 
Yeah, that's, closely that's a big deal. Because of this guy right here. Yeah. I, listen, if Auburn doesn't get a quarterback in, from the transfer portal, my percentages, my confidence in Auburn signing Ryan Williams drop tremendously. I, I would agree. I think it's a hard sell right now. Given the performance, look, if you'd have gone out there against Maryland and lit it up, thrown for 200-plus, multiple touchdowns, you can say, hey, Ryan, look, what happened last year happened last year. This is what you're going to have moving into next year. But that's not what happened. And if you're a kid that's as highly regarded as Ryan Williams is and you're looking at what Texas is doing with Quinn Ewers and you're looking at Alabama and, and them just playing in the national semifinal, Jaden Milrow coming back, I'm sure Nick Saban can tell him about how the development's going to happen with you know with him and everything else. Um, it's, that's a hard sell, man. Uh, so having a transfer portal quarterback to lean on, whether Peyton Thorne wins that competition or not, and I'm not saying Peyton Thorne couldn't win that competition. I'm saying not having another option to pivot to in recruiting would limit you in that recruitment majorly. And I'll tell you, for the record, I, <clears throat> I've been at 50-50 with him, and I, but I, I'm more at 40 right now for Ryan yeah. Williams. Fair. I, you, I'm you, put me at, you put me at 30. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 if there's enough high school guys to do a updated hot board at some point, I will, and I'll put Ryan. Wing, but I, I'll just I should put it on the board. I'm at forty, and that's uh, that might be too high. I hear you. So take that to the bank. See if you deposit it. <laughs> Tom or Naughty? Oh, Tom or Naughty? Uh, with Batie leaving, do we make another run at Fat Burnett's? Good question. Or, or has that ship sailed? Anybody hearing anything here? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I mean, so. Nothing would shock me, I guess. But no, I, I my guess, my my, yeah, my guess is no. The, the I'm going to watch two teams for Fat Burnett, and that's going to be Arkansas, and that's going to be Tulane. Oh, I think those are two teams to pay attention to as it pertains to Fat Burnett. Okay. I noticed he put on his Twitter today he was going to take a bunch of visits in January. Yep. So, and I, think, okay. I think Tulane and Arkansas are two of those. Uh, God loves Auburn. Um, he does. He loves Alabama, too, to be fair. <laughs> Updates on D-line and O-line targets. D-line targets, uh, I tell you what, we're, we're talking transfer portals at this point, right? Yeah. yeah there's, I mean, other than, obviously, our obvious commitment in Dimitri Nicholas, who has yet to sign at this point and has talked about taking visits to other Universities beyond Auburn, I think uh, Louisville was a team. Texas. Louisville, Texas, and maybe Pittsburgh. Yep, that's it. Sure is. I think those are the other three that are under consideration, and I would consider Louisville probably the biggest competition for Dimitri. They recruit the South Florida area extremely hard. Uh, That would be the team I would be wary of, of anybody, but I don't know any reason to be concerned at this point other than the fact the young man didn't sign. Um, Where do you guys stand on that? Oh, Dimitri? Yep. I'm leaning towards not, not Auburn at this point. And I don't know yep. who's if that's Auburn urging or if that's him going, eh. I just don't see Dimitri doing that. But I feel like uh, I feel like there's some lack of interest or some losing of interest on Auburn's part. Understandable. I, I, I would agree with that. And, and maybe you add one more portal guy. I, I'm not sure. I mean that's that's what I would do personally. You want two though, don't you? I want three. Oh, three. 
<laughs> Guys, I'm hey, I put it on the board last night. I I don't mean anything wrong to Jason Jones or or, or Justin Rogers if he returns. If he doesn't return, my right. goodness. Um, Keldrick Falk can play. You know, some of these guys can play. I think they can help, but you got to have more, man. It's not Bobby enough. Travis, Bobby Travis flashed some in that game. He did. He did. Didn't see as much of Deron Reed as I would have liked. I mean, I think he played five snaps, which is not not what I would have anticipated. So, I, I mean, you're talking about trying to make it through an entire season with five guys. Can't man. Can't and, do it. And you got freshmen coming in. You got T.J. Lindsey, Malik Blockton. Amaris Williams and those guys are certainly going to help. I think. I, I even think. I mean, I think all three could help at this point. I don't see. I don't see another way around it. I said this during the season this past year. When Vanderbilt's got a deeper D line rotation than you, that's a problem. I'm not necessarily saying they're better, but they had more guys, had more bodies. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it in the SEC. That is a recipe for disaster. It it is every bit as important as quarterback, in my opinion. Oh. Listen, there are premium positions in the sport that you have to have. Defensive line, offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver, and corner. Those are your premium positions. We've got dudes at a lot of those spots, and at two of those spots in in my position in quarterback and defensive line, it's a little incomplete right now. Yeah, it is. Speaking of offensive line, real quick, uh, a couple of three guys that we've got on the uh, transfer tracker, Michael Tarquin. Yes. From USC, big tackle from USC. He's originally from Florida, I believe. Yes. Yeah, he, he was a starter at Florida, I, I think. He was. He was a starter at left tackle and left guard for them, transferred out to USC this past year, and didn't have a great year uh, trying to acclimate into Lincoln Riley's offense. I think it was significantly different from what he did underneath Dan Mullen in Florida. Yeah. Um, and now he's transferring again, and, and he's got a lot of big offers out there. Uh, Victor Stofel. From Temple, Auburn has not offered him, but I think there's some interest there, and as well as Jalen Travis, yeah. big, big dude from from Princeton. Uh, all these guys, all three of those guys, are one year guys, um, which is what I believe Auburn's looking for. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. two if you can. But just an update on Victor Stoffel. He, he's got a three. It's UCF, Texas A&M, somebody else. So I don't, I don't oh, know really? Okay. In here. Well, the Auburn didn't offer him. Right. Uh, they haven't offered Jalen Travis either. They have offered at least Michael Tarquin has claimed an Auburn offer. Um, so, listen, the good thing about this transfer portal stuff over the next week, man, guys are going to be popping up. They're going to be walking up the steps at Auburn like Gage Keys did, Cole. Yeah. Just yeah. walking up and going, who's that guy? Oh, shit. Exactly. You know, we exactly. didn't even know he was on the radar. So, the, over the next week, we should have a much better grasp on who. I, the, the, on on, on Auburn's interest and, and their interest. There's another name I, I – he's – on your point, Jay, Head, about guys that are committed that could possibly um, – Alan Heron is a guy that they yeah. offered at one point. He's committed to Maryland right now. I, I just say maybe that's one to watch. Yeah, originally from Shorter College, I believe. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah definitely I, I would pay attention to him for sure. Alan Herring. Yes. Okay. Heron. Heron. Heron, like a bird. Heron. You got it. Okay. Have you seen the guy in the spelling bee trying to spell Heron, and they he keeps making them repeat Heron over and over? Somebody will understand that reference anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, on, it's funny. <laughs> you wasn't too much tic tac. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> All 
Oh, let's see here. Zalin 11. Other than the D-line, like Cole said earlier uh, on the board last night on the corner, <clears throat> what are the five biggest needs, wants, and who are some names we are after? I think one I, – dude, I, are you going to put quarterback as one of them? Yes, quarterback's number, one. quarterback's number one for me. Two defensive linemen directly thereafter. Uh, and then I would say a left tackle after that. And offensive I can, line. I can give you names for quarterback and offensive line. I will say Michael Tarquin would be number one for me just because he's got experience at left tackle. I think they think the world of that young man that they got out of Louisiana this time last year. Um, T.J. Johnson. T.J. Johnson, I heard some rave reviews about him, and they think he's going to play sooner rather than later in this league. But to get a bridge piece and somebody that can help Dylan Dylan Wade slide down to left guard, that solidifies your offensive line, in my opinion, and gives you some real pieces to work with moving forward. And then with Tarquin, you've got some versatility. He can also play guard should he not work out at left tackle. So that one for me, Caden Salter, obviously, is the easy is the easy button name at quarterback because he knows Hugh Freeze's system. There's less getting up to speed there. He's coming in with a built-in knowledge base and a rapport already with certain members of the staff that would be pivotal in his development. So those are the two names for me. Defensive line, I think you just have to stand, stand by and watch. I mean – Same for defensive back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are forgetting is that there was so much ambiguity this time last year about guys visiting. I mean, do you remember that massive amount of visitors they had, and we didn't know about any one of them. There's like six or seven guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think you went to campus and they had the Johnson kid from Purdue was in that day. Steven, yeah. Masi Lakite was in that day. Gunnar Britton was in that day. I mean, we didn't know about any of those guys. They had, a DB, they had a DB from Florida because I was going through my pictures the other day. Travez Green or something. I think he ended up going to Missouri. Correct. He was there. I mean, huh. they had a lot of guys there. So stand by. That, that, that was my point earlier. Like, so much is going to change. So much more intel is going to be coming out of these visits. Yes. Um, so stay locked on, man. Auburn Live on three. It's going to be picking up big time. Uh, Slack Daddy, 239. Not to be confused with Slack Daddy 238. Over under set at 10. Y'all taking under or over on transfer portal additions. So there's four right now. So he's saying seven more to go over. I'm going over. Yeah, I'm going over at this point. I Whoa. think got, how many does Justin have open on his scholarship tracker? I think we've got seven right now. Yeah. That are Six available. And I think you're still going to have at least one or two more guys who are going to enter the portal, if 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 not more. Like I, I just I feel like a little bit of a wave is coming for Auburn to get some guys to go into the portal here at the very end. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go. AU Samurai, do you believe that what we do at quarterback in the offseason, uh, we just talked about this, influences Ryan Williams' decision? Yes. I do too. I do too. I uh, do too. Jonty, 2104. I think the Kelly hire will be a good one. How important for in-state recruiting is his hire? Cole had a fantastic piece on Charles Kelly's recruiting yeah. resume. Well, I thought it was very relevant because a lot of those names in his all-time recruits list, like, you know, the five stars and four stars he brought in are guys that are in college right now. And you never know. 
I mean, when that's the case, maybe he knows somebody. Maybe maybe it ends up being somebody hits the portal, and they're like, Psh, I love Coach Kelly, man. He's the reason I went there. You never know. Right. So when you have a, a guy with recruiting prowess that he has, and he's gotten all these guys, especially in-state, you never – there may be somebody pop up like that. Was he not the area recruiter in Montgomery for Alabama? Yeah. He was. He, he, Montgomery here, here. Tell you what, I'll give you some of these names that he recruited that are still in there. Go ahead, Jahead. Look, look, you're talking about a kid from the state of Alabama. He's from the Ozark area, played at Carroll High School, walked on at Auburn University, has coached at Jack State, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, and Florida State. Obviously, he was a defensive coordinator at Colorado, but he's recruited this area for so long. There's not a high school he can't walk into in the state of Alabama and not know 10 coaches on that staff when he walks in. He's got, you know, he's one of those kind of pieces you have to have that understands the recruiting landscape in this state, knows where you can recruit, knows where you can't, knows who you need to leverage to make sure that you get through the door so that you can get to certain recruits. Because let's not pretend like every recruitment is equal as it pertains to people around a certain prospect. So Charles Kelly is pivotal from that standpoint, from a knowledge standpoint. But I think he's really great at relationship building. And if NIL is equal, having a guy like that on your staff is always a plus plus. So here's who he was the primary recruiter for. Uh, The primary recruiter, uh, probably in this case, means the area recruiter for most of these guys. Caleb Downs, who's at Alabama right now. Carmani McLean, who was a five-star they got at Colorado. Um, James Smith, Quay Russaw. Primary yep. guy for them, Yonzi Pierre from you followed this at Alabama right now, Emmanuel Henderson, um, Isaiah Bond, Terrion Arnold, Curtis Perry, uh, and these are all just guys that he was the primary recruiter for. So those are big names and guys that are still in in, in you know playing. So it's recent recent success. All right, J-Way 34. Oh. Uh, what's the biggest difference? Did I miss something, Cole? No, we have a new offer as we're recording. Oh, cool. A new oh, portal wow. offer. Um, B, B.J. Mays from UAB, corner. Okay. Yep. B.J. Mays, that name sounds familiar. Where did he go to high school? Um, He is from Houston, Texas. <laughs> Spent some time in Houston, Jeffrey. <laughs> IMG. Okay. Oh, he's from IMG. There you go. That makes sense. Still, still don't make his damn. Um. Uh, this has got to be oh, Watertown, Connecticut. I don't know. Anyways, all right. He's a safety from UAB corner. Okay, I believe. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a defensive back. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure all that out later. All right, uh, Jay Way's got a good question here. Uh, what's the difference? The biggest difference, not only the difference, but the biggest one between high school and portal recruiting. And I thought Hugh Freeze has addressed this pretty well. Yes. Um, but take it away. Relationship building. It's significantly different. You're talking about a 24-month process with high school recruits. With the transfer portal, it is wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. How are you going to feature me? What's my NIL deal? Who have you put in the league? Where do you plan to play me? What's my playing time looking like? It's those five questions, and I'll get back to you, big dog. That's exactly what it looks like. Biggest difference, high school is personal. 
portal is business. All business. All business. All business. And uh, I will tell you this. I talked to a coach the other day that told me they did an in-home visit like on Clemson's campus, <laughs> which was different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like typically you're going to a parent's home. Yeah, no. And they went to the dorm room to do it in the home. Yeah. Maybe at the Waffle House, big dog. Let's have yeah. it at home. Yeah, man. Yeah. By the way, they don't, care about, um, they don't care about their parents, most of them, especially these guys with one year left. Hell, they're 25 years old by now. Right. Do you know that a lot of recruits prefer not to do their official visit during the week, which is understandable, when it gets to the end? Um, Auburn, Tennessee was going to do Amaris Williams' official visit during the week, and they canceled it. They're like, ah, those never work, is what they told him. And he ends up going on a midweek to Auburn. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday, I believe. Hey, it worked out. Well, okay, by that point, Amaris got all the attention. Oh. Everybody was gone. He didn't give a shit about the fraternity parties and all that stuff. It was all about him, and they locked him down. That's right. And he was the only one there, too. That helps. That's it. That's all. Robert Dell, good stuff here. K.J. Lacey, Cole, what you got on him? K.J. Lacey. Uh well, a couple of sources here that that have given me some things. Number one, it sounds like when he visited for the basketball game the other day that there was some confidence then that Auburn might actually be the team to beat. Believe it or not, although he's committed to Texas, then I I got a second opinion on this, one that I trust very very much. And it was basically them asking me, you know, well, you know, where are you where are you getting that confidence from? And anytime that happens, I, I go, okay, all right. So I need to really try to figure this out from all angles here because if that's the case, and, and you're questioning it, so I think there's a little bit of a holdup. I don't know, I don't know if it was going to happen now or if anything was going to happen, but it seemed like Auburn had a lot of confidence, and Auburn still has a lot of confidence, but I don't think they're going to flip him at this time. I do think that a flip is possible, though. And even talking to Texas sources, they they they've they're hearing that they're hearing that he could flip to Auburn. I'm I'm still in the boat of uh, I I think KJ Lacey, I think he ends up at Auburn. I do too, and I don't think it matters what Ryan Williams does at this point. Like I, I would say my sourcing on that feels like we have a really 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 good shot at KJ Lacey. Is it? Imminent that he's going to flip tomorrow? No, I don't believe that to be the case. But I, I think it's something to watch. I, I'm with, I'm with Cole. Said almost as said wed said WDE seven zero six. Other than Ryan Williams, are there any more twenty four recruits that are under the radar but known to keep out uh, to keep a lookout for? Under the radar guys like Jar- like a Jarquez Hunter, like you said earlier. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go there. I don't think they will with the portal being there. You know, you got to think when when Jarquez Hunter was found, and obviously that was a good thing. Ended up being very good for Auburn. Has been very good for Auburn. Jarquez has been great. Um, the portal wasn't what it was now. So, listen. I I, well, I mentioned the running back. Um, whose name escapes me right now, but there, there's maybe a little bit of communication there. 
I've seen a couple of offensive line names that didn't sign that, that could be something there, but I, I think it's all just feeling out at this point and nothing crazy is going on from Auburn's side as far as talking to these guys. I do think offensive line is the one spot, Cole, where I could see them maybe coming back through the junior college market. Like I, I think that that – and that happened this past summer where we signed a junior college corner. Um, very late. So I think that's one of those kind of situations where you can kind of find a sleeper if you really get down to it. And from a number standpoint, you've got an opening because I'm with you. I think they're going to go through the portal. They're going to get as many portal kids as they possibly can. They're going to go back and say, okay, now where's the best player we can land? We've gotten what we can get from the portal at this point. Do we have one or two spots left? We really like this high school kid. Okay, let's go get him. We like this junior college kid. Let's go get him. But right now, off the top of my head, no, I don't know of anybody that they're circling the wagons on or that they're targeting or that they've got, especially if Dimitri Nicholas does end up going elsewhere. I, I, I just don't know of anybody. Yeah. Okay. Working on some visit news. Um, probably be out by the time this comes out. So uh, keep an eye on R.J. Delaney. Delancey the third. Oh yeah, from uh, Toledo. Yes, Toledo. He's originally from Florida, though I believe. Cornerback Jay Delancey. Cornerback from Toledo. Believe he might be coming in on Wednesday. Try to get that confirmed, but um, he's a guy we're going to be keeping an eye on. Him, Rico Walker. We're going to see if Rico Walker, the tight end from Maryland, shows up. There was some. Uh, uncertainty mm-hmm. at some point, I think. Uh, but last I heard, which was Saturday, he was still expected to visit. But again, it's been a long time. Hell, man, damn. Saturday feels like last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see myself out on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, how about any um, – Yeah, I got one. Okay. Uh, Hamilton, WDE. Times two, big dog. Yeah. My man, I hear you. I know you're frustrated. Hang with us, big dog. (laughs) Somebody said he's having an Antonio Brown breakdown. (laughs) He's good, though, man. He's all right. He's all good. He's good people, dude. He just, you know, look, he's a diehard Auburn fan that wants to see Auburn be successful. I get it. I understand it. Uh, it is frustrating to watch sometimes. Uh, cool. Anybody? Uh, yeah, I got several bookmarks. I'm going to narrow it down to five. Oh, shit. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I'm going to stop cussing. That was my... Uh, is that your New Year's resolution? Uh, not really a resolution. I don't believe in that crap. <laughs> you, you promised to Jessica. <laughs> I, I'm a, I feel like I'm too old to be cussing. I hear you. Look at you. I'm 48 now. I turned 48 December 31st. You're showing some maturity. Jim. Really? Sure did. Do you? Happy belated birthday, my man. Yeah. Appreciate you, big dog. Appreciate you, man. All right. So I'll give you five, Jeffrey. All right, then. Hey, you eagle. Got uh, Big D 22. That's D-E-E. Okay, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Aub. <laughs> it's A-U-B 42. Aub 42. 
Mar Brand, and then Dog River. Dog River, Mar Brand. Oh, I know Mar Brand. Yeah, M A R Brand. That's it. Hey, I got you. How about you? All the meat for free. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you something. That dude's trying like hell to get me to bring back Dingleberry. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, day in the morning. That, you're talking about having a breakdown. This dude flew off the cuckoo's nest because Brian Petit entered the freaking transfer portal. <laughs> he freaking flipped out. So come on, how about you? All the meat for free. <laughs> Listen, so um, we went to the mountains for my, my mom's birthday was January the first. We all went up to the mountains to celebrate. Sure. I got on there and I was like, Oh my god! Like, what happened? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Brian Bethany the portal. This guy flipped out. He was calling for Carnell Williams' head. <laughs> And some dude said, I don't know, is that like a fish song? Which one? All the, all the, all the meat for free? I have no idea, man. I don't either, but I don't, listen to fish. I don't, I don't read it that way in my head. I, I read it, Althea Metfee for some reason. I, that's how I read it. I think that's how it's spelled, but it makes me say all the meat for free. I'm with you, I, I, I've tried saying it the other way, man, and it's just more fun. I wish you'd give us. When we talk about your username and we can't pronounce it, why don't y'all give us a little pronunciation or something? A little pronunciation guide? Yeah, something. Give me something. I I need to know. That was my slogan in college. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are something else now. (laughs) Yeah, we, we ain't right, are we? Hey, did y'all have your uh, black-eyed peas and yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah, I topped it off with a cherry sour. Oh, <laughs> where from? The old gas station. Oh, Circle K. Yeah, man. Oh, Jim Cherry Sour. They ain't no count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great day. All right, let's see. That out. Is that about it? Huh? Me. Yeah, seriously, stay locked on to Auburn Live on 3 because we're going to be uh, coming up with these visitors. We're going to have the new offers are already coming out. Listen, keep an eye on who enters the portal from these New Year's Bowl games. Yes. Right? I mean, these are your guys that can make a difference. Talk about difference makers. Um, not saying they're the only ones, but, uh, you know, they're, they're the kind of talent you want to upgrade your roster with. I think that's yep. fair to say. Um, all right, one more time, prize picks. Go to prize picks, War Eagle, all caps, one word. Get that $100 uh, deposit match, up to $100 deposit match. Play along with us, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, all the sports you could want, including soccer. Uh, all right, let's uh, meet us back here Monday night, 630. Get that notifications turned on. We're going to start at the same time as the Natty game. Y'all can mute the game, listen to us. It'd be great. We appreciate it. We'll uh, maybe even watch the game together. There you go. Grab some popcorn, yep. big dog. Uh, and we'll just have a little date. Just have a little date with us. And I bet your old kid country calls in. Oh, yeah. I bet your old kid country calls in. Oh, Anthony calls in. Yeah. What, what's Kevin going to ask about? 
Who knows, man? I get he's, but he's got a list for twenty twenty four. Oh, he's, he's going to have some. It's going to be Ryan Williams, first of all. Yeah, he's going to have some bangers on there for sure. <laughs> um, we will be back Monday night, six thirty Central Time. Yeah, Kevin going to have a list of twenty twenty six guys. Auburn has two commitments, <laughs> by the way, 2026. Denarius Gray and uh, Kyle Ellis. Off to a good yes. start in 2026. All right, hey, thanks so much for everybody. We appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all watching. Uh, for Cole, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay that left lane, and we'll see you Monday night.